So asking for the review at closing, sending a follow-up email. And when you send an email asking for a review, you only put that request in that email, okay? Welcome to the Simplified Social Marketing Podcast. I'm Chelsea Gardner, and if you're ready to make marketing clear, manageable, and fun with practical steps and effective tools, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we'll untangle the complexities of marketing your business and transform them into clear, actionable steps. Let's dive in. Hello, hi, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here. And today we're going to talk about actually one of my favorite topics because I feel like it is so important to understand and so important to really, you know, get some really good feedback, testimonials, all of the things, especially as a service-based business, as mortgage professionals, people want to know that they can know, like, and trust you when they are working with you. So I want to share today kind of more about really the power of customer testimonials and getting those reviews and truly how can we get those reviews, get more reviews, have better client testimonials, and then what do we do with them, right? Because so many people don't understand, it's not just a matter of getting the reviews, but then it's also a matter of sharing those reviews and those client testimonials across your social media platforms. So why do we ask for testimonials? Why do we want client reviews? Why do we want you know, people going on to Google, Zillow, Facebook, wherever, and leaving a five-star review. Well, honestly, it builds trust. It builds credibility with potential clients, with potential realtor partners, with people who are seeking out the best of the best. They go and look at reviews. How many times have you gone and maybe you were like, I don't know what kind of restaurant I want. Maybe I want some Chinese food. Chinese food actually sounds pretty good, but maybe you're looking for some Chinese food and there's five different ones in your area where you're at. What are you going to do? You're going to either look at this, the reviews or you're going to look at the star rating. And if someone has a 3.5 versus a 4.8, where do you think you're going to choose? Probably the one with a 4.8 or the one that has the, you know, 200 reviews versus two or none. So it really helps build that trust. It really helps build credibility among people who are searching for you online, whether it be through Google, Zillow, Facebook, wherever. And it can truly influence decision-making for those potential clients. It affects that decision-making process when people are seeking mortgage services. Because if there are tons of mortgage professionals in your area, who am I going to go with? Someone that is either being referred to me by my realtor, right? If I am going to a mortgage professional to get pre-approved first, then I am probably seeking out the best of the best that I can have trustworthy and is credible. So it really helps with that. In addition to, it actually can help enhance your online visibility through SEO. So through search engine optimization, because it's authentic from a client that you have served. So tons of benefits to why you should be doing testimonials, getting testimonials, having them on your platforms and all of the things. Now, 
one thing that I always get asked is, Charles, how do I collect these testimonials? What is the best way? What's some best practices to ask my clients for these testimonials and reviews? What is the timing? What should I, like, what kind of method should I be asking for? Where should I have them leave it, right? So there's a ton of things around collecting those testimonials and those reviews. And what I can say is best practice, one, first and foremost, is just asking, right? If you had a client that had an amazing, you know, closing smooth and flawless was able to close on time, right? All of the things, nothing seemed to go wrong. I mean, even the ones that did go wrong, but you smoothed it over. Uh, you were very communicative. Asking those clients at closing to leave you a review is perfectly fine. And then following up with an email, requesting that feedback be left and make it so easy for them. Give them the link directly to your Google page, your Facebook page, your Zillow page, right? For them to leave a review. Now I will say I personally, and what I have found to be best is to choose only two platforms to provide to them. If you ask for too many, the client gets overwhelmed, feels like they need to leave a review on all five platforms that you send over, and then they just don't end up doing it at all. So asking them to leave a review on one or the other, and then sending them the link to maybe the top two places that you are most found on. Most of the time, it is going to be Google and Facebook or Google and Zillow. You should absolutely always use Google. But the reason I don't recommend just asking for Google is because you have to have a Gmail address to leave a Google review. And so if one of your clients does not have a Gmail, when they go to click that link, they may not have access to leave you a review. And that's that's kind of important, right? They're just not gonna do it at all. So if you give them a secondary option, they may go and leave that secondary review elsewhere, okay? So asking for the review, at closing, sending a follow-up email. And when you send an email asking for a review, you only put that request in that email, okay? Don't, you know, put at the bottom and put in all this, you know, hunky-jory stuff that, you know, all of a sudden now at the very bottom after five paragraphs, you are asking for a review. I want you to make it the center focus of that email. That one and only email should say, hey, if you had a great experience, we would love your feedback. We would love if you could leave us a testimonial on either Facebook or Google. Here are the links to do so. Easy, easy, easy. And I will tell you as a marketer, I will 100% of the time, leave a review for someone who asks. Always, always, always will I leave a review if they ask. Now, I have amazing experiences all of the time, everywhere I go, but I don't leave reviews about it, right? I, I have great people that I work with. I have great, you know, businesses around me, but I'm not actively going to Google and leaving a review just because I had a great experience. If I had a bad experience, you are likely to tell 10 times more people. And so if I have a really bad experience, the likelihood of me going and leaving a Google review is way higher than if I had a good experience. But if I had a good experience and you asked, I will absolutely do it. So most of the time when you just ask, 
people will do it. Okay. Not always don't expect a hundred percent return. I mean, if you have that fantastic, but just ask for the review. Don't be, don't be scared to ask for it. And making sure then, so once we have our reviews, now we've got a plethora of reviews. Now, what do we do? Um, oh, and a side note is if you are using a review strategy to where I hear all the time where people are like, oh, I have this system where it sends out them asking for a review. And if they leave me anything less than a four-star review, it doesn't go on to Google. No, that is actually called gating reviews. And it was banned in 2018 uh, from Google. And I have worked for companies who would not listen to me when I stated that um, in corporate America, who had hundreds of reviews that were taken away as soon as Google did so some deep searching. It could take a few months. It could take a few years um, for them to actually find it, but I guarantee they will at some point. It's just not worth it. So there are ways around that. There are ways that if you're using a third party for it to be a smaller option to go to Google to leave the review or to go and leave the review on another platform, but it has to be there. Okay. They have to have the option to leave a review somewhere. Um, regardless if it's a one star or a five star. So kind of keep that in mind. And also to be quite honest with you, as a millennial, as a marketer, I expect to see some one-star reviews. If you have 500 five-star reviews, as a marketer, I know you're getting reviews. Um, there Now, if you have 20 five-star reviews, that may be different. But if you have 500 five-star reviews and zero, four or under, um, it just go, it's there. You're not going to make everybody happy, right? So you're going to have instances where people leave a one star, a three star review, but making sure that we are responding to those reviews is crucial because I can go in and see one star reviews. They're not going to scare me, but what scares me is when you don't address it. So making sure that you're going in and you're responding to even the five-star reviews. I want you to go in. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, we loved working with you, yada, yada, but also responding to those one-star reviews. You cannot get too far into the weeds when it comes to responding to the one-star reviews. You can't get too far into the, the case and what happened and all of that because that just is very against compliance. But just addressing, hey, I understand you know, you're upset about this please feel free to call me directly. I would love to connect with you further um, and you know, maybe go through some of the explanation process again or something like that. Um, but just don't get too deep into the woods. Maybe have someone else respond to your reviews, right? I do a lot of response, response reviews for my clients, which none of them do one-star reviews. They're all amazing. But you know, regardless, um, you want some, maybe to give it a moment, a, a, a beat before you respond. Because I know sometimes when you get a one-star review, you just want to go keyboard crazy. So keep an eye on that. Okay. Also, once you get those reviews, okay, now what do we do with them? We now have all these new five-star reviews. We've got great testimonials. What do we do with them? Share them on your website, post them on your website. There's plugins. If you're on like a WordPress site, there are plugins that you can actually, it'll automatically update your website with the new reviews. You can also just swap them out if you have maybe like a scrolling carousel of reviews and then showcase them on your social media. On Instagram, you should have a highlight bubble for reviews. Add those five-star reviews into that highlight bubble. Maybe make a reel, right, of all your five-star reviews going across the screen. Maybe not all of them, 
if you have 500, you don't want to put 500 reviews, but maybe your top five, um, maybe have a graphic that you put out every other week. And it's a carousel where all of your updated reviews go into and you just kind of make that your post every every other week for your reviews or once a month or whatever that looks like. But share those reviews on your social media, share them on Instagram, share them in your you know highlight bubbles on your feed, share it on Facebook. Maybe if you want to do like a YouTube short or even an Instagram reel, reading some of your testimonials, that would be fantastic. Read the testimonials from the heart, um, thanking them like, wow, I, I loved actually working with this client. They left me this amazing five-star review. Thank you so much. Read the testimonial incorporate those testimonials into some of your marketing materials. So your emails, if you ever get an email from me, um, usually at the bottom of some of my emails, I put some of my reviews into that email campaign, right? If you ever go to purchase something, you're always going to see, you know, reasons why to work with this person. Uh, they pull their five-star reviews. They put them in their email campaigns. Don't be afraid to do that. Just add in a little blurb at the very bottom with the quotes and the person's uh, five-star review, why working with me matters, and put a, put the review at the bottom. It's totally cool. Make sure that you storytell with, with testimonials. So taking that positive feedback and really kind of storytell with it, right? You can, again, kind of going back to talking about the Instagram reel and sharing that testimonial, read the testimonial and then storytell about that testimonial and talk about maybe some things that you had to overcome to get there or, you know, 90% of our closings close on time, our flawless closings. Um, I, you know, this testimonial is a great um, review of how often I communicate with you weekly on where we're at with the loan and the updates. Storytell around those testimonials. And I guarantee you'll get some really good engagement and tractions from that. And then again, making sure to like, just understand that like your compliance department, ethical guidelines, everything for publishing client testimonials, they are putting their name. If they're going to Google and going to Zillow, they may put Chelsea Gardner, you know, posted. I typically only pull first name or like first name, last initial, or just like instead of Chelsea Gardner, maybe just CG on my social posts. So just kind of keep in mind of that. Obviously, if it's on Google and my name is attached to it, I went in and I was okay with sharing that. But sometimes you just want to ensure privacy and making sure that maybe you're just using first name, right, for the reviews, especially if they share it through email. Sometimes you'll get people who will leave a review via email, like you ask for a review and they like type it back and they respond uh, to you with their review. Just ask them how they would like to be identified, uh, first name, last name, just first name, that type of thing. And, you know, really, really re refer blah, blah, blah. reviews can equal referrals. So again, kind of going back to the very beginning in terms of why we want client testimonials and why they matter, not just to the no like, and trust factor and to build credibility, but again, that influence that decision-making process. So reviews can absolutely turn into referrals. You may not realize it, right? Because typically when you think of referrals, it's like, okay, yeah, Chelsea, you, you sent me directly to Sarah. And so I was referred to you. But if I leave a five-star review for you and Sarah read that review and then Sarah went to you to work with you, that is an indirect referral. 
president director for all. I am saying how great you are, how amazing you are. I had a great experience, such a positive review. Sarah goes and reads that review and is like, oh, yep, this is my problem or this is what I need. I'm looking for someone that does this and they do it this way or they do it just as well. I'm going to go to this person. Now, if you were to ask Sarah how she heard about you, she may just say Google. She, you know, she may say something else. She may not say, oh yeah, Chelsea Gardner, uh, because she doesn't remember. She's not reading my name, but that's an indirect referral lead. And so satisfied clients can lead to referrals. So making sure that we are really putting emphasis on gathering those um, reviews, creating um, those incentives for clients to share their experiences, right? Talk about, you know, your storytelling, tell them how, you know, this really helps me with getting more clients. If they had an amazing experience with you and you're like, hey, leaving a review really helps my business, who wouldn't want to do that if they absolutely had a great experience with you? So just kind of keep that in mind, making sure that we're just, again, just ask, just ask for their review. I highly encourage you to do that. Um, it, it just truly, it truly can change your business and you can really leverage those testimonials and reviews across your social media platforms. So I encourage you, my friend, to go out and ask for a review. Your, I always try to end these podcasts with one, you know, actionable item. And your actionable item is to go ask one person to leave you a review. It can be the most recent closing you had, the most recent um, real estate agent that you worked with. Go ask one person if they would leave you a review go, well, these are two actionable items. You do need to go pull your links from Google and Facebook um, or Zillow or wherever you need to pull those um, and then ask for the review because you want to include those links for the review. So two little actionable items, but go and ask for the review. All right. I hope you guys make sure you subscribe to this podcast for more insights, more tips. Um, please feel free, drop some questions or comments in the chat. I love to hear your feedback. Um, also, I have a ton of free resources on my website. I've got um, 50 plus uh, prompts for uh, chat GPT and AI over on my website for you. So if you head to chelseagardner.com forward slash resources, they are all there. Go gather them, go snag them. Um, and until next time, friend, have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Simplified Social Marketing Podcast. Make sure to follow me on any of your favorite social platforms at the Chelsea Gardner. And don't forget to hit subscribe for your weekly dose of marketing magic. Until next time, my friend, remember to keep your marketing simple and effective.